Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're snacking on anything but Tasty Cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not Tasty Cake, it's a Miss Cake. Because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet. Or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of charts at Billboard, based here in Los Angeles. Joining me on the other line in New York is Billboard's editorial director, Jason Lipschitz. What up, J-Dog? How's it going, man? Um, I am fine. Had an exciting weekend in las vegas oh viva keith caulfield as yeah viva keith caulfield yeah it's it's a very famous song it's a very cruddy cruddy <laughs> i did not cuss it was a very cruddy impersonation nice. of elvis nice um well we'll tell you why i was in vegas in just a second because the billboard pop shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop <laughs> On Billboard's weekly charts. You like that segue? In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, Vegas, fun chart stats, roulette, uh, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. I like how you say you can always count on a lively discussion because it always makes me want to raise my bar. Like, it's not, we're not just talking. This is a lively discussion. Yeah, it better be. Better be. it, it, It better be. Today on the show, Keith, we'll talk about the 2017 iHeartRadio Music Awards. Not awards. The iHeartRadio Music, Music Festival. Festival. Oh, yeah. you know what? That's so funny. I, That's I always, what it was. Yeah, you know, there's it was an iHeartRadio Music something, and it was a want, festival. Yeah. Keith's Adventures in Sin City, as Keith alluded to, he was there in Las Vegas, as well as we'll be discussing another big American Idol rumor. Hmm. Funny enough, I was actually talking to one of the principal uh, people that you see on American Idol uh, this Ooh. weekend. Hmm. But this didn't come up. But anyway, um, plus we've got so much chart news. Starting with Cardi B tops the Billboard Hot 100 yeah. for the first time with Bodak Yellow Money Moves. 
Post Malone debuts at number two. Uh, Portugal The Man gets its first top 10 hit. And that's just on the Hot 100, and that's just in the top 10. Um, Over on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Foo Fighters get their second number one. And BTS brings K-pop to the top 10 for the very first time. And we've got an interview with pretty much... Whenever you say their name, you just feel like it's. You should pretty say much. It pretty much. Pretty much. I think it's all. It's all. In, it's. I think it's all in caps too. <laughs> um, we recently sat down to chat with the boy band who debuts on the pop songs airplay chart this week with their first single, "Would You Mind." So stick around for our interview later on in the show. But first, of course, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes so you never, ever, 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 ever miss an episode. Give us a rating. Or review while you're at it. We we love them so much. You know give how us, Jason begs for those reviews. Give me all of the five star reviews. Like bathe me in five star reviews. That's all give I ever me want. All your reviews. All give your reviews into. Yeah. I like that. It, I was, Madonna. No, I was I was riffing on ZZ Top's "Give Me All Your Lovin'." Oh, I thought it was, you were riffing on Madonna's "Give Me All Your Lovin'." No, nope, I'm, oh. riff, I'm I'm riffing on the much better version of "Give Me All Your Lovin'," which is the ZZ Top version. And Keith, if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit iTunes.com slash Billboard Podcasts. That's plural. All right. Let's hit a couple of the biggest headlines on Billboard.com. So you might have noticed over the weekend a lot of talk about the iHeartRadio Music Festival, a lot of coverage, a lot of videos, a lot of recaps. The two-day pop extravaganza returned to Las Vegas this year with artists like Kesha, Harry Styles, Lord, Coldplay, about a million others. Uh notable acts keith you were there i was i'm sad first of all i'm sad that i'm not i wasn't there because you used to go (laughs) i know i used to go and i uh i couldn't first of all i don't even know if i i was offered to go um this year but i couldn't go this year i I had some uh some uh fun family stuff we had a couple family birthdays um so I, i i was not uh and i was i was not around this weekend but keith you were there I was. Uh, how was um, it? You had fun? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Vegas is always Vegas is always a treat. It is. in general. You see any shows in terms of like not just the iHeartRadio? I guess you're no. there for the iHeartRadio Music Festival, which no. is million. I got in there on Thursday night. Uh, iHeart started uh, on Friday, and it was it was it, they, it was Friday evening and Saturday evening, and then I came back at the crack of dawn on Sunday morning, which in retrospect probably wasn't a brilliant idea but it's all good um but i was really looking forward to having the opportunity of maybe seeing jennifer lopez on thursday night or maybe the michael jackson cirque show and of course neither one of them were playing that night they were both dark that night but they were playing other days during the week i just couldn't go so no i did not get the chance to see anything but uh iheart stuff but that said of course iheart was great and there was a, a cavalcade of stars that played the two-day show, as you mentioned some of them. Um, but I was there primarily to work. You know, I was there working, and I was backstage um, um, at the venue doing video interviews, which you can see on Billboard.com. I talked to folks like Thomas Rhett, um, uh, talked to David Guetta, talked to Ryan Seacrest, Ooh. talked to um, who else? Uh, lots of folks who, who names of which are now escaping me i'm always there with chelsea briggs who does billboard news if you guys watch billboard news on her uh, you know, chelsea's the best chelsea's lovely and uh, chelsea and i took turns doing a lot of video interviews and she talked to you know folks like kelsey ballerini she talked to even pretty much was there they did a video interview all time low i mean there was a like an interesting mix of people that were there and um yeah it's always it's always a fun thing and 
um yeah it's it's always it's always a chuck chuck a block chuck a block is that a word is that a phrase yeah it was chuck it was chuck a block full of people I'm not even sure if that's a phrase. I think it's just chock full of people. Chock full? Sure. So we have to move on really quickly, but who who are the headliners at the iHeart? Because usually it's, it's always interesting to see who kind of closes out each of the two nights. So um, the closing performance on Saturday night was DJ Khaled um, with, with a big you know uh, lineup of special guest stars sure. that you know no one knew was coming like Demi Lovato showed up and uh, Chance the Rapper I believe and Quavo uh, so yeah he closed out Saturday night and I'm trying to remember who closed Friday night because I'm having a hard time remembering um, which sounds terrible but um, I, th- I think it, it could have been the weekend maybe yeah Maybe. That makes sense. I don't know. This is terrible. Well, I'm glad you had fun, man. Uh, I will be there. I'll be there next year. 2018. Sure you will. Sure you will. Uh, so, moving on, Keith, it looks like we might have another superstar confirmed for the American Idol reboot. So, reports surfaced this week of Luke Bryan joining Katy Perry at the judges' table for ABC's upcoming Idol, which kicks off in 2018. If Luke Bryan does join, that means there's only one judge's spot, chair, left to fill. Well, if it follows the normal three-judge format. Yeah, that's true. Remember mm-hmm. they had Ellen one year? And no one, no, no one really remembers that year. Yeah, me neither. Uh, but they Even they, Ellen probably doesn't. <laughs> um, but, you know, they've had some country stars, uh, obviously, um, at the judge's table before. They've, they've had a, a couple Keith country Urban. stars. Yeah, Keith Urban. Um, Harry Connick, Harry Connick Jr. Not country, but not yeah. country, but yeah, he's kind. I mean, no, he's, yeah, he no. kind of dabbles in that world a little. Ah, come on, man. You're trying to, you're trying to just save it. No, he's like yeah. he's a, he's a, he's he's a jazz pianist that plays pop music. <laughs> Maybe you're not listening to Harry Connick Jr.'s country album like I am. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but they, I was gonna say that they've also discovered a lot of country talent, like Carrie Underwood, of course, Scotty McCreary. Lauren yeah. Elena is doing really well. So, Keith, say Luke Bryan is the second confirmed uh, judge, it's along with Katy Perry, who's already who's already signed on. Who who uh, completes that that judges table in your mind? Well, I mean, the, uh, this is such a long conversation, but how do we nip this in the bud? I mean, a when I saw the rumor about Luke Bryan, I felt like that was a very smart move because. Um, he's a country superstar. He's just—he's a superstar, um, and because the way American Idol tended to trend, it, it gets the people that watch American Idol and people that voted on American Idol tended to be um, more sort of southern, rural, voting for like you know guitar twangy people. You know that's why we got—that's why Chris Allen won over Adam Lambert. You know yeah. that's why we get the Scotty McCreary's of the world. Um, and I think that's kind of the bread and butter, and that's the core of the show. And play up to that. Get Luke Bryan on there. And if you're gonna if you're gonna find a country star, you know, get Luke Bryan to help. You know, give them tips every week. That makes sense. Um, I I don't. The the beauty of American Idol to begin with was that you got to see the interplay between Simon, Randy, and Paula, and you know, two of which were completely unknown to audiences. Paula, who hadn't had a hit in a very long time when American Idol started, and Ryan Seacrest was the host, and no one knew really who he was because he was a radio DJ. And 
and yes, there was the other host as well. Um, but the Dunkelman, Brian Dunkelman, say his name, say, say his name, say his name. But the the contestants were the star, and the format was the star, and the interplay was the star. It wasn't like you. Were, I mean, I don't want to tune in just to watch Katy Perry like say funny things. Like I want to. It shouldn't just be which celebrity do we think. I'm like, well, I don't know. Throw us a curveball. Like, put in a really interesting executive, or put in like a like a like a someone who's going to shake things yeah. up and be like a Simon, you know. But don't just cast someone to be like a dick on the show. Like, yeah. don't just say, oh, we need to have the Simon shoes filled. Like, you know, that's why American Idol was so unique and so great when it started because it was just like this perfect chemistry and perfect blend. Um, that wasn't much of an answer, so I don't know. I don't think it necessarily has to be some chart. Like, it's not like it has to be, like, Rihanna. Like, I think what have been would have been really interesting and smart was if they had, like, Carrie Underwood come back and be a judge and, and make it, like, a full circle moment. Like, you know, one of the biggest stars that Idol gave us comes back. Like, Idol gives back. Um, and they come back and, you know, help bring out, like, the next sort of generation of Idol superstars, you know? But. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, um, Keith, we got to move on. Yes, we do. Uh, to chart stuff. Let's talk about chart stuff. Let's talk about charts, baby. Um, okay, so <sighs> let's run the Billboard chart numbers and do the chart chat. Here are three, sort of, it's kind of more than three, three of the biggest headlines on the charts. Number one, on the Billboard Hot 100, we've got big news at the top of the chart as Cardi B hits number one with Bodak Yellow, Post Malone debuts at number two with Rockstar, and Portugal the Man gets its first top ten hit with Feel It Still, number two. And on the Billboard 200 albums chart, Foo Fighters gets its second number one with Concrete and Gold, while BTS does something no other K-pop act has ever done before. And number three, the Killers are on their way to their very first believe it or not, number one album with their latest release, Wonderful, Wonderful. So let's break down each of these individually. Number one, Cardi B. Yes, the rapper hits number one on the Billboard Hot 100, rising two to one with Bodak Yellow Money Moves, giving her not just her first number one with her very first chart entry, but also... The first number one for a female rapper unaccompanied by any other artist since 1998 when Lauren Hill's doo-wop That Thing hit number one. Uh, that's pretty crazy. Um, plus, the excitement doesn't stop there. Post Malone comes roaring in at number two with Rockstar uh, featuring 21 Savage, immediately earning both acts their highest charting singles ever. And we can't forget... Portugal the Man, uh, their surprise hit Feel It Still, which has spent 14 weeks and counting at number one on the Alternative Songs Airplay chart, finally reaches the top 10 on the Hot 100 chart. And in the script, I didn't actually put where it jumped to, which would have been helpful. Um, Feel It Still actually climbs, hold on. To number 10. To number 10. Hey, Jason's a fan of this track. Oh, yeah. He he ensured that we mentioned this uh, feat. Yeah, uh, come on. Well, well, it, a it's lot. It's a non-Imagine Dragons rock song in the top ten of the Hot 100. How often does that happen? Non-Imagine Dragons, non Twenty One Pilots. It's it's uh, the only the second time it's happened this year because yeah. Imagine Dragons Believer was the first rock song to be in the top ten, and this is the second one. Yeah, um, it's hard. It's it's hard out there for a rock star. Um, so obviously, it's a big week. Big week. Uh, 
Jason, you were at the offices of Cardi B's label, Atlantic Records, on Monday when it was announced that Cardi was number one. What was the vibe like there, and did you get to speak to Cardi at all, maybe? Well, first of of all, no, I did not. Um, We actually interviewed her. Um, I I did not. I kind of sat in on the interview and and watched, and I I laughed because Cardi B is hilarious. She is is truly a, a special personality in all the best ways. Um, and I, I was super happy for her. Uh, the video's up on Billboard.com. Check it out. She talks about uh, what it was like to, to find out she was hitting number one. She The funny thing is that she actually, um, I believe, had a show on Sunday night in Florida, had another show Monday night in Florida, so actually flew up to New York to celebrate hitting number one on the Hot 100 at Atlantic uh, in New York for about two hours, then flew back down. Now, and I want to make this clear because there's probably like conspiracy theorists that think like, well, how in the world did this happen? Because if you've seen the videos online of Cardi B celebrating at her label this morning, there's like champagne, a full complement yeah. of like press were there. I mean, it's it wasn't just like, oh, my God, I just found. I'm like, no, they did not officially know truly until yeah. today when Billboard informed them. So if they, you know, flew Cardi up. It was because they were anticipating that she was going to be number one. And as as I mentioned in the run-up to this, like Post Malone debuts at number two. Yeah. And Taylor Swift's number three. By the way, Taylor Swift was number one last week with Look What You Made Me Do, and she drops to number three. And we wrote about this at the end of the last week, that it was actually kind of a three-way race for number one. So it wasn't like a done deal that Cardi was going to be number one. But I think Atlantic was just kind of rolling the dice and yeah, hoping that if they gamble, they took yeah, a gamble if, and it paid off because Cardi came out on top. It, it, it was very cool. It was a very cool scene. What, what's funny is that, so this all happened on uh, Monday at about noon Eastern time. And it's just a weird time to be like given a glass of champagne. It's like, uh, it's like Monday you. at noon. It's like weekends over getting back into the work week, but you know, you have to celebrate this special song. It's, I mean, uh, you know the the first um, female rapper to have a solo song hit number one on the Hot 100 uh, this century. Basically. Yeah, to- totally solo, totally uh, solo. Yeah, because obviously someone like Iggy Azalea had had Fancy go number one, but it, it featured Charlie XCX. So right. the fact that this is just Cardi B, uh, it's pretty special. I mean, yeah. it's 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 something that uh, that very few people could have predicted uh, a couple months ago. I remember when um, we featured her actually in Billboard magazine, I believe in July, and the song was really rising up the the lower half of the Hot 100. It was jumping like 15 to 20 spots each time, and I thought, oh, this this could really be like a breakthrough hit. But even then, you, you, you were never, right. You, you could never, you could never. You expect were right. That. Yeah. Well, I was. Well, first of all, yes, I was. Yeah. And, but second of all, yeah, you could never expect something like this to you know surpass a taylor swift new single on at for number one on the hot 100 it's just it's funny how these things work out man funny how these things work out and you know and the last thing i'll say about this and then we can move on is that um uh it was nice that Nicki minaj uh tweeted a congratulatory message to cardi b and uh Nicki minaj of course is another female rapper and Nicki minaj has not hit number one on the hot 100 she's come close she's reached number two with anaconda um, and as I think, as we pointed out last week on the podcast, Anaconda peaked at number two. Maybe I didn't point this out. I think I just pointed it out to someone else. Anaconda peaked at number two behind Taylor Swift. So um, it was nice that Nikki, who's another female rapper who hasn't hit number one, but has had the most chart hits of any woman in history. She beat Aretha yeah. Franklin earlier this year. It was nice to see her reach out and support another female MC. 
and it's it's I think you know it's cool to see that kind of lifting up of fellow artists. Um, it's actually just very quickly. That's one of the things Cardi talked about when when she sat down with Billboard uh, today. Is she asked like why why are we being pitted against each other? That doesn't happen to any other. Doesn't happen to male. Uh, MCs that you know if someone hits number one it's not like oh what is this other one thinking um no like, so we're not pitting them against one another i think it's like crazy fans are doing that yeah like so, we're not <laughs> again congrats to, to cardi b it's it's very very cool okay so let's move on um on the billboard 200 albums chart foo fighters notch its second number one with concrete and gold as the set starts atop the tally with 127,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending September 21st. The set sold 120,000 in traditional album sales, and of course the band previously led the chart with 2011's Wasting Light. Perhaps more excitingly? Sure. Um, Also in the top 10, South Korean boy band BTS starts at number 7 with Love Yourself her love yourself colon her giving the genre of k-pop music its highest charting album ever and its first top 10 even better the set earned 31,000 units in its first week with 18,000 of that sum in traditional album sales and that is the largest sales week ever for a k-pop act um and even more bts news the group gets its first hit on the hot 100 as the new album's track DNA debuts at number 85. Jason, any thoughts on BTS breaking the top 10? Yeah, so it's it's been it's been really interesting. I I'm I'm I I will just say that I'm only a casual K-pop fan in terms of, you know, digging into uh digging into the genre and digging into the big stars, but it has been interesting over the past year to see BTS really take this stranglehold uh over over US listeners um not just U.S., but obviously internationally, they're they're a huge, huge deal. And what, what's interesting through through our perspective, Keith, uh, when when Psy really blew up in 2012 with Gangnam Style, I know a lot of people were were anticipating kind of the next K-pop group to to follow that crossover success, and and we were kind of waiting for a while. And now five years later, it seems like this group has, you know, with this week of of setting these kind of records, um, you know, first top ten debut in a in a in, on the billboard 200 for a k-pop act um it, it's pretty special it's, it's it's pretty cool to to see what they're able to comp- to accomplish in the u.s we shall see if uh this will turn into something bigger for them if they can actually get some you know radio traction and some some looks in america because you know i'm, I'm fairly certain they've they've probably never been on american uh, TV performing. I know they've appeared on American TV on the Billboard Music Awards earlier this year when they won Top Social Artist. Yeah. Um, but it'd be interesting. Like you know, can they can they break America with you know songs that are not in English? Because I think for the most part, most of their songs are you know if there's some there might be some English, but I think the majority of it is in Korean. Um, by the way, that's what the K and K pop stands for. Korean yeah. pop. Um, I haven't said that yet, but not sure if anyone knows that. <laughs> and. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we're in the world of Despacito being number one, and Despacito was primarily in Spanish. So anything is possible. You know? you, I'm, I'm going to make a very quick, bold prediction, Keith. Okay. I think you're going to see BTS at one of these award shows in the next, like, eight months. Oh, can you imagine? Like, just them popping up at the American Music Awards just to be presenters? Yeah. Like, well, no, I mean, even I was thinking as performers. I, I oh, just I think see. That, I think that, that that would really generate a lot of interest from not only the the. BTS diehards, but just from kind of casual 
music fans who are like, what is, what's going on with this? What the heck is this? We like, saw that happen at the Billboard Awards. Everyone was just like, who the heck are these BTS yeah. people? Because the because the people in the audience like were losing their mind and. Yeah. The celebrities in the audience were just like, "What is? Ha- who are these people?" They just didn't even know. And it, the, so, yeah, it. And I think the next step will be obviously to have a, a show book them as a guest performer, and then watch the roof blow off the place. Yeah, we'll see, man. Okay, last thing, and then we can move on. Um, according to industry forecasters, the Killers are on their way to their very first number one album on the Billboard 200 chart. Billboard 200 chart. Sources suggest the band's new album, Wonderful Wonderful, will likely debut atop the list next week with over 100,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending September 28th. Now, it might be surprising to some that the group has never hit number one. The closest they've come is with 2006's Sam's Town, which was their second album, and it debuted and peaked at number two. So, uh, now... It's time for our interview with the boy band, the new boy band, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we sat down, well, I sat down with the five member group a little while back, right after they made their debut TV performance on the Teen Choice Awards. Um, in our interview, we talk about how they're bringing choreography and dancing back to boy bands after we've had, you know, a time with One Direction where there was no dancing. Um, and I'm happy about that. Um, I, we also talked about working with Max Martin on their debut single, Would You Mind, uh, advice they got from One Direction's Louis Tomlinson, and uh, one of the guys may even do a little Britney Spears impersonation. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Ow. Wow. So uh, take a listen to our chat with Pretty Much. To be shy. I got room for your friends. If your friends want to ride, tell them not to stress, though. So welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop podcast. Hey. Yeah, yeah. Thank Pretty you much. For us. Thank you for having us. Hello. We are on a rooftop somewhere in, let's say, Hollywood. In gorgeous Hollywood. Los Angeles. <laughs> I'm sitting under a heat lamp. It's hot. And <laughs> I, also the sun. I on top see of the that. sweat dripping down your forehead. I sacrificed myself for you. For us. Oh, wow. Anything, what a guy. Anything for Very the podcast. Adm- I like him. Admirable. <laughs> Very admirable. Uh, guys. Yeah. Well, real quick question, though. Yeah. That's a good one, though. <laughs> I like that question. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I have a good Anyways. answer. <laughs> I looked up at the, the heat lamp. And then was it, it about the heat lamp? It was, it was probably about the heat lamp. Are you sure? Why, why do they even have heat lamps in, in LA? <laughs> because it actually gets chilly at it's night. It's chilly at night, bro. bro. You, you didn't live here for almost two years. I've been living here. Come on, man. That was a dumb question. Come on, man. It definitely wasn't a joke. It really wasn't a joke. Very well, then. All right, so your first single recently came out. Uh, yeah. Would you mind? And would you, you made mind? your TV debut on the. It was your TV debut, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Teen Choice yeah, Awards. Awards. And I'm not sure that if people who were watching were really ready for what they saw, because there was actually full-on choreography, full-on yeah. dancing, which for sure. is really super unusual for a boy band. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. did was that part of the gig when? all of you were sort of pu- pulled together was it like okay you have to know how to dance yeah. like is that Zion well, tell te- me te- technically not really is the idea of, of what they wanted for the group they, uh-huh. they wanted us to be dancers singers that could that is yeah, Austin that you were hearing right now yeah, this is Austin so people because people can't see you oh, yeah, right. okay. yeah. um, but yeah they, they wanted us to be singers dancers and and just also be like normal kids that hadn't been in the industry yet yeah, this is this like, is Brandon. I think, I mean, and that was even just kind of like a super, super rough. I don't even think, if I'm being real, like the label knew what like 
what like they were getting into in a sense because like once oh sure we, they did once because <laughs> once we came in like luckily they gave us the creative freedom and we kind of just took over and like and ran with, and it, ran yeah. with it and now and now it's more like they're just kind of helping us yeah. and pushing us along and making sure the the water is smooth for us but and we're just gonna but ro- you do realize how weird it is for a, to, for us people that listen to pop music yeah to see five guys singing and dancing not just doing like a, a slight <laughs> arm uh-huh. choreography the full, out sure, like yeah. full on real choreography oh yeah yeah like it's yeah. been a while super we, that's and yeah. this uh, we, this reaction you're getting that was is zion, the zion here hi guys this Sorry. reaction you're hearing is exactly what we wanted. We yeah. wanted y'all to be shocked. We wanted y'all to be like, whoa, why is, we why is this bring boy band dancing full out? This is crazy. Yeah, we want to bring something new to just everything, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, me and Zion, this is Edwin speaking, um, we didn't, like, have dance choreography, any. like, learning zero. before. I had zero we dance background <laughs> before they found me. Zion. So... Coming into this, it was kind of brand new, and we knew how, we had a rhythm and we could move. Wait, you didn't know how to dance? Is that what you were saying? Zero. We knew how to they, they found me. I, I, dance. I never I danced training. in my life before Wait, they found if me. If I've studied Instagram correctly, most of you are like trained professional dancers. We've been dancing right? for. We've been dancing almost every day for a year now. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. But before they that, could always before that, that no, before that, we didn't. They, yeah, they've never taken like a dance, or they've never taken like a real dance. The only time I danced was at my my family's house parties. Yeah. I was maybe doing a two-step. Well, the, the rhythm's working. It's all working out just fine. Thank you. Like, Thank you, so Thank s- you. Somehow. Um, now, what, 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 what? I what? said we made it work. You made it work. You made it work really well. I'm like, Thank you. I know. I, 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 I don't know. I was watching the, the award show, and I'm just like, there was like the bridge and the breakdown. I'm like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> He's not ready. How? <laughs> how? <laughs> it was, I, and like, how? <laughs> Thank you. And the fact that you can keep singing and still have a harmony and oh, not sound yeah. like you're like, shitty all of a sudden like you actually still sound good while you're dancing i'm not gonna lie that was like it's not easy it was we had to like we kind of we had like a rough idea we're like okay yeah we're gonna have to work hard but then like when we got in it we're like this is really hard so like it's down to like you know we're trying to like run back and forth from the gym like you know singing on the way yeah running on the treadmill getting our cardio up and then like and then making sure the notes are there you know dancing really hard and then standing still and trying to be able to breathe slow you know we got to be eating right too (laughs) we try to we try to hit all those marks because i mean again hard work does pay off so of course yeah yeah. which at first it might not seem like it but if you just wait a little bit longer (laughs) (laughs) um on on the single um it was uh produced by is it Ilya? is that how yeah yeah Yeah. Ill produced to yeah, Ilya. No, I'm super lame. That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna tell him that one. <laughs> oh God, don't. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's worked with like Demi Lovato and Ariana Grande. Oh yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, isn't Max Martin on the track? Huh, like, oh yeah, yeah. He's, like, so, he's played keyboards. Yep, yep. And yeah. there mm-hmm. might are there any background vocals? Unless the internet's lying Actually, to me. No, I think he did. Because when we were when we were working on it, he said he snuck a couple in. He snuck like literally like a line in there. Yeah, it's so funny. Well, I mean, you you do realize that Max Martin is like, frankly, the architect the of God sort of, of song pop. <laughs> well, the that God of pop music. I mean, he's the architect of like modern pop, For but sure. also who he's the man who brought us Britney Backstreet, Backstreet in sync. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. So exactly. wait, which one of you was the Backstreet Me. fan? Okay, yes. So Edwin here. Um, you, you got to work with Max freaking Martin. That's what I'm saying. And you like, like Backstreet? <laughs> what the hell? I mean, I, when I, it was funny because I walked in. Um, to the kitchen in in the Max Martin like studio. It was here in L.A. or in Sweden. It's here, right? LA, yeah. yeah. And I walk in. I'm like, yo. So like, 
I was kind of fangirling a little bit, and I was like, As how you was, should. How was it, like, you know, working with Backstreet Boys? And he's like, honestly, I never thought I'd have five guys <laughs> in my kitchen, like, a group of five in my kitchen again, but, like, this is kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, it's kind of hectic, you know, just a, a bunch of guys in a house, but... Well, we know what's great about Max is that he is 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 so much about the vocals in the song. Yeah, like he yeah, for sure. like he builds a song. I was reading something. It might have been a. I'm sitting next to Stephen Horowitz, by the way, um, <laughs> who works with me at Billboard, and you've heard Stephen on the podcast before. Yes. He he worked. Savan did Ariana Grande's. Yeah, he um, co-executive produced her last album. And but I was I was reading something about where they spent like two or three weeks. Just building the vocals. Her, her tone, yeah. Surprised me. Mm-hmm. See like, what he, what Max used to do with like Backstreet. Um, he he kind of gave Britney her like nasal like tone and nah, tart. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, yeah, tart. Yeah. So like that's that's what like sounds exactly like that. Exactly. And that's what kind of separated like Britney from like every other artist in that time because no one kind of knew what that was. And right. Same thing with Backstreet Boys. Like Nick Carter's like tone was the same kind of like nasally. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Tone. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's it's that whole so aspect. So of who's the nasal in the group? Just the nasal. <laughs> Who's the nasal? <laughs> well, we <laughs> we, we, we can we can turn it on. We have to sing some some Britney. We will. Oh baby. Um, I saw the picture of you guys with Louis Tomlinson at the Teen Choice Awards. Oh, yeah, yeah, we met him yesterday. So you're all from the same family of artists. Yes. Did yeah. Louis, has Louis given you any advice, uh, like words of wisdom? As yeah, she, yeah. Actually, just told us to just stay together and keep like, each. Each other grounded. No, no, no. Stay like, together, don't not, like, no. not, not like stay together, like, but like keep each other grounded. Each other, you know, right. hold each other. Like, yeah, hold each other down. Each other. I mean, because he knows exactly. Yeah, he says it gets crazy. Yeah, he experienced it firsthand. So, yeah, you gotta exactly. have each other. Yeah. I mean, I suppose. I mean, the, the, obviously, the huge difference is that they were formed on a TV show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you haven't had that spotlight, that glare. No. Yet, yeah, exactly. Which is kind of a good thing, right? Yeah, oh no, yeah, definitely a good thing. It gives us a lot of time to like really. Curate um, like everything that we wanted to be to, as a group to take time to do like so the music the the aesthetic the look everything that we wanted to have you know ready by the time we were out we had to well, and we just had to curate yeah and it let us it let us become friends first because like yeah. one I mean I mean they did obviously an amazing job of it but like they had to probably I'm sure like become friends. Wow, that rise! Well, to yeah, fame. They, they all entered. They all entered it yeah, as solo so, artists. Yeah, and were exactly. Put together. And so for us, like we got to spend a lot of time just you know like being really good friends and then working on it together. And now we're finally like trying to like you know be exposed. Was to there light. an out at some point where it's like, all right, if we're like four months in and like we don't like one of you, it's like, all right, can we like make a switch? Maybe audition. That was the actually there was another member before me, and that's what they did about three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> Actually, three months band. ago, yeah. I wasn't in this but group. So. I'm probably pretty sure they were putting one in place for me. I'm not going to lie. It used nah. to be like a K-pop group. There were like 12 of you. Yeah. It's been whittled down to the five. And now, and now there's five no. of us left. There, there are K-pop groups with like 27 people. No, yeah, really. No, no, it's crazy. I think BTS, I think BTS like is 13 or something. Or something. They're like, huge. It's cool. I, I All of their music like videos are like 500 million. That's like a boy universe. How do you interview them on a red carpet? Trust oh, me, it's man. difficult. Like, so single crazy. file line, please. Uh, can you all just answer in two words or less? <laughs> they all they all like answer. You know what I really want to see, though? That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm assuming there's an album. Like you guys are working because I've already heard there's a lot of s- tunes that Steven's already heard. Yeah, there's, yeah so there's music on coming. Lots of lots of music. Um, album wise, we're like not really 
I'm thinking. I mean, we, we're definitely that's a goal, but we're not right. really thinking about that yet. Let's get um, the single happening. Like, yeah, the biggest yeah. thing is we Let's just want to drop like single after single after single, and you know, be performing like as much as we can, and like turn it up whenever. Yeah, just going to see the fans in person. And you guys probably between now and New Year's probably have no time off. Have you seen your schedule? Are you, <laughs> yes. are you afraid? Oh my god! I think maybe <laughs> we I'm have afraid. three hours off. <laughs> three, uh, three hours yeah, off. Maybe no, no. four. We actually got a week vacation, but like I mean, but Christmas, it keeps getting moved around and shortened. Around. <laughs> but you get holidays off. Yeah, what's uh, that all about? I'm looking at a bunch of publicists who are cackling next to me. That's <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> two days. Christmas two Eve days. and Christmas Day. Now, nah, all nice. jokes, all jokes. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Because no. we, we love it. <laughs> all jokes aside, we are having fun, and that's all that counts. And honestly, yeah. it's, really, it's like a vacation Honestly, already, to be honest, this yeah. job oh, is Oh, you just wait till it's no longer feeling like, like a vacation. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's, just that's kidding. why we got us, because we make it fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, this has been great, you guys. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. And yeah. much luck to you in the future. Thank you awesome. so much. Thank you so much. By the way, your shirt looks great. Oh, well, thanks. Thank you again to Pretty Much, or just thank you so much to Pretty Much. Hey, oh boy. Um, and, by the way, congratulations to the guys as Would You Mind debuts on the Pop Songs Airplay chart this week. Good work. Good work, fellas. Um, all right. Now, it's time, Jason. Oh, yeah. Let's For... Charts out of the week. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so with the killers about to get their first number one album, I thought it'd be interesting to discuss some of the other acts that have yet to get a number one, yeah. despite various successful careers on the Billboard 200 chart. For example, Jason, did you know that the iconic rock band Kiss, despite 35 charting albums, has never hit number one? Oh, that makes me sad. Yeah. Um, they've come close. They hit number two in 2009 uh, with Sonic Boom. Hmm. Or that Brad Paisley has never hit number one, even though he's had five albums peak at number two. Oh, yeah, that, that's makes gotta, me, that makes me even sadder. I know it's it's sad, and as a chart geek, I'm like, oh man, you just man, that sucks. Um, Cheryl Crow is almost in the same boat as as Brad Paisley. Um, Cheryl has notched four number two charting albums, yet hasn't made it to number one. And then there's Rush. <laughs> the band yeah. has a dozen a dozen top ten albums. Yet they've never reached number one. You know, I just, I just bought 2112 on CD like a week ago. Wow, why? What were you motivated? Was it like just used yeah. or were you just... Yeah, well, I, I listen to a lot of... I, I, I still buy a lot of CDs because uh, I love listening to music in my car, so... Um, oh, and I, yeah, I don't have... I'm not fancy. I sell the CD player in my car. I don't have it connected to a satellite. Yeah. yeah, so uh, I saw 2112 uh, for like two bucks at a record store. I bought it. You're loving the prog rock? Loving the prog. <laughs> they're considered prog rock, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, they're the godfathers of prog, man. They're the godfather of godfathers of prog. The is prog that fathers. Is that we call them? Is that is that a thing? Prog fathers? No. I no. Okay, so. I wasn't sure. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay, so there you they're, have it. The, the prog fathers is, is a thing as much as Harry Connick Jr. is a country artist. I'm waiting for the Rush <laughs> and Harry Connick Jr. collabo. Um, all right, so there you have it. A quick look at some of the most successful acts on the Billboard 200 that haven't hit number one. 
Okay, J Dog. Um, any parting words? Yeah, man. I have I have like a fun uh, killers thing I, I I was gonna share. Um, oh, okay. So uh, first of all, check out their new album because I, I think it's very good. And and second of all, uh, Keith. So the last time the Killers released an album uh, was in September 2012, and it's one of my favorite like album release weeks ever. Um, weirdly enough, and I don't I, I I'm a super big nerd for remembering this, but. The, the, the same day, Battleborn by The Killers came out in September 2012. These th- other three albums came out. Um, Cruel Summer by Kanye West and Good Music. The Truth About Love by Pink. And Kiss, the uh, the U.S. debut, I guess the U.S. debut from Carly Rae Jepsen. Yeah, I, yeah actually, there was a very busy week. I'm looking at it right now. There was a, there was a Grizzly Bear had an album that came out that week. Ben oh, Folds yeah, five. Shields. Um. Yeah, a Good whole week. bunch. A whole bunch of stuff came out that week. Yeah, it, you know, it's it's that it's that end of the year pileup. And but do you know, folks that are listening, bonus chart stat of the week. Which one of those albums came out on top? We already know it's not the Killers. <laughs> uh, I can guess. You take a guess. Uh, probably Cruel Summer, right? Nope. It was Pink. The wow, truth about love. really? Yeah. yeah cruel, the the Cruel Summer compilation came in at number two behind Pink. Oh, well, there you go. Oh, there you go. There's your bonus chart stat of the week. Bah, 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 bah. Okay, so what song should we go down on? Uh, well, to congratulate Pink for, for dominating that week in September 2012, let's do Blow Me One Last Kiss, man. Cool. All right, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.